Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, a very special episode. It's been about two years since we launched the Confluence Cast, so I thought it was high time that we talked about what we're trying to do here. This is a rebroadcast of an episode from our friends at the Sounds of Bustown who interviewed me about where this podcast came from, what the goals are, how the sausage gets made, and we happen to go a little too in-depth on Back to the Future. Just a heads up that this episode contains expletives, mostly from me, and it isn't as heavily edited as some of our other episodes, so I do say um a lot. I hope this episode provides a little insight into what we're trying to accomplish and provides me a bit of accountability to keep it up going forward. You can get more information on what we've discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Also, the Confluence Cast is on Patreon. Find out how to support this podcast on our website, theconfluencecast.com, or at patreon.com confluence. Support for this episode of the Confluence Cast comes from Little Rock Bar. Little Rock Bar is located at 944 North 4th Street in Italian Village. With 30 beers on tap, Little Rock Bar has happy hour from 4 to 7 p.m. every day. Every Tuesday, get $3 draft beers all night while you enjoy Rock Your Cock Off karaoke. Wednesdays is Everybody's a Comedian, hosted by Travis Haywisher. It's like trivia, but you prove your snark instead of smarts. Again, that's Little Rock Bar. Everyone's night should have a little rock. Enjoy the interview. I don't need headphones. Nope. Unless you want them, you can wear mine. Uh, Does it feel weird? It feels a little weird. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Just a little bit. I got you. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> you, Do I sound okay? You sound great. Okay, great. So... What do you want to talk about? Uh, your podcast. Do you have a standard <laughs> intro that you do? I do bumpers. So like I've already introduced everybody to what we're about to hear. But you don't ever, because I always do the bumper and then I start and then I have like my theme music yeah. goes up and then it drops out and it always starts with, uh, what does it start with? Do you have a formula? Okay, hold on. Do you want to introduce yourself, introduce yourself and say what podcast you do? Absolutely. My okay. name is Tim Fulton. I'm the host of the Confluence Cast presented Excellent. by Columbus Underground. <laughs> do you legally have to say that every time? I am time? not contractually <laughs> obligated to say presented by Columbus Underground. Just force of habit at this point. Yeah. it's. I mean, I don't <laughs> say it in dinner conversations. Okay. They're like, what's your podcast? I'm like, it's called the Confluence Cast. You can find it on Columbus Underground. <laughs> you know, there's a pot because there's always a blank stare when you say the Confluence Cast. And right. they're like, they're like, I know that word, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's the joining of two rivers. <laughs> that's, that's what a confluence is. I was actually at a thing right before this, and it was uh, at it was like some host committee for an event at the museum, and they asked everybody to do like get to know you exercises. Yeah. And the get to know you exercise was tell us what the uh, what the movement of sound is. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> And there were and every and I literally just wrote the Doppler effect, and then parens. This is the right answer. Close parens. New parens. This is an asshole answer. 
Like, this is, that's what it is. I mean, and so everybody went around the room and was like, every at every table was like, we talked about fabric, or we talked about trees, or we talked about silence, or we talked about, someone talked about the Industrial Revolution. Because it's, it's a movement, right? sort of. Yeah. Uh, and the people at my table were like, why aren't you giving your answer? It's the right one. I was like, because look at the second parent. Yeah. It's the asshole answer. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, wah, wah. <laughs> the fucking trivia guy. Yeah, the guy, the guy that's like, there's no fun to be had. This right. is an outside the box thing. Every, everything yeah. is right or wrong here, <laughs> which is not how I approach interviews. I don't think. So, hmm. so the Confluence guy. I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna answer some of the questions you're gonna have. So the Confluence cast, where it's an interview-based podcast, um, interview one person uh, at a time. Normally, unless it's meant to be a panel discussion, that's pretty rare. It'll be a panel discussion if it's like a, frankly, if someone basically says, I'm not comfortable doing this by myself or, hey, I don't want to do this by myself because we really should be giving credit to this other person as well. That's when it's like a co-owned art space or something like that. So, but most people in the interview are pretty good about giving credit to everybody. Whoever's worked on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you start it through Columbus Underground or did you ask them to be a sponsor? And then so that's just... the Confluence cast started uh, started from Columbus Underground. It was all it was uh, um, basically me reaching out to Walker, who's one of the, the founders with his wife, Anne, and saying, hey, I used to have this podcast and uh, I want to do it again, but I sort of want some of the weight in terms of uh, promotion, and I do promotion for my job. I do, right. you know, social media and stuff like that for my job. Like I, you know, I'll set up my own website. I'll host it all myself. Um, the benefit for you guys is you have the, you will have the ability to sell into it. Um, and it wasn't a money making thing really, but it basically it was my pitch to get somebody else to help with promotion and and growing listenership. So has that worked out well then? Since it's worked the, out okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's not making. I'll call I'll call it a net zero. Uh, you know, there's probably one or two sponsored episodes a month. Yeah, I uh, try to do it weekly. Um, I've really gotten great feedback from them. That's turned out to be a much bigger uh, virtue than uh, of that partnership than I thought. In terms of them reaching out and saying, "Hey, we've got." Um, We've got our our develop our our uh, metro reporter uh, speaking to some to a developer, and could you record that and then you can use it on your podcast? They're going to write a separate article, and so it's a joint piece. And those those collaborative works have actually tended to be the most listened to episodes. Um, so yeah, it's it's turned out well, uh, and having a line to folks in you know more. Is that you know beyond the dispatch, beyond the alive, uh, and TV and radio, yeah. having having a line to established media to be able to sort of like bounce ideas off of is is great. Um, <clears throat> so you say you try to release once a week, or try to. Um, I've really fallen off. <laughs> uh, uh, try to certainly, you know. There are certain sponsorship obligations that I have to fulfill, so right. I'm willing to say that I have to get one out a month. Um, but uh, 
haven't in the beginning did a really good job of sort of maintaining like oh i record on tuesdays edit on wednesdays release on thursdays that's pretty good uh and i'll i'll go ahead and put it out there right now that that's a goal for to get to just to get back to that right um when it started so when i started podcasting it was actually called 614 cast okay uh and that was me uh, a woman who's well known for her uh, vlogging, oh. uh, Amy Schmidauer. Then a fellow who does his own podcast, Eric. Uh, it's called The One You Feed. It's one of the best listened to oh, like, yeah. self help yeah. um, podcasts in the country. And he's also based in Columbus. Um, and I feel like we did pretty good. It was uh, getting everybody to get, like, we tried to do it every week and we did it every week because yeah. we all sort of held each other accountable. And that's. Right anybody who's thinking about this stuff, like you need something to hold you accountable. Cause otherwise it's like, Oh, I should do laundry, but I don't have to do laundry. And then you, you know, end up wearing the same pair of jeans three days in a row, which there's nothing wrong with, nothing that. Wrong with that. Jeans yeah. are fine. Yeah. Jeans are fine, <laughs> but I get, yeah, you should yeah. do something other than that. Right. Uh, but with that one, it was almost exactly the same format, uh, interview based, almost exclusively Columbus based. Uh, and each of the three of us would sort of divvy up like, um, who's taken what some episodes would have two interviews in them. Um, and we would get together, I think towards the, when we sort of found our rhythm, we were just getting together every couple of weeks and like recording intros and outros. Oh, okay. Nice. Sometimes yeah. referred to as bumpers. Yep. Uh, uh, for all the episodes at the same time. That's what taught me how to edit audio. Eric Eric was already doing it. Amy and I were not. Um, from there, actually, uh, um, Andrew Levitt, uh, who's better known as Nina West, oh, okay. uh, reached out and said, I want to do a podcast too. And I was like, ooh, I could grow a network. Yeah. Uh, and started, basically, essentially was the engineer for uh, uh, Andrew uh and his co-host and they uh recorded with me a couple of times i then taught them how to record themselves i still host their oh okay cool. well in terms of like data right it's my server that those uh sit on um and yeah so i guess i'm the producer of that yeah still i think yeah and then you and i sit i'm just sort of going through like here's yep. all the podcast yep. stuff <laughs> uh you and i are We've never called ourselves. We've called ourselves the Pod Squad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, that's our uh, nerdy we, internal name. We we are essentially on the board for yeah. the Columbus Podcast Festival, which will be entering its third year next year. Yep. Uh, mark your calendars yeah. for April eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. That's right. Uh, no plugs. When does this camp come out? Uh, the fourteenth of September. Uh, Are we allowed to talk about it then? We, you want me to bleep it? Yeah, I mean, no, we can totally talk okay. about it. We know the dates. I don't think we can say the venue yet because I don't have a signed piece of paper. Nice. But it's a, sorry, Garden Theater. It's a different it's venue. It's a different <laughs> venue. The Garden Theater was a fantastic venue for yeah. us, and I think we've sort of grown out of it um, in term. Basically, we're hoping to grow out of it, right? right? And yeah. it's a, the new venue we found is a super safe place to do that, we found. Yeah. So that's exciting. Nice. So. Uh, What's your, like, when it comes to, like, finding guests for the show, what's your criteria to, like, you're Confluence cast worthy or, like, I, what's your... I keep, uh, this is sort of a how-do-you-work thing, so I keep a to-do list on my phone that's, like, synced with my computer, and there's a running list 
uh, it's a project in mm-hmm. my um, in my to do list app that is Confluence Guest Guests. Okay. So I'll try and book up a whole bunch at the same time, and you know, try to not overload myself so that I'm doing like roughly one or two a week. Yeah. And so then I have, like, I probably have maybe four in the can right now. Um, but it's a lot of, I'd, some of it's aspirational. I've never had anybody tell me no. Okay. I've had somebody not respond. That happens. But it wasn't like, but it was a city person. Like it was somebody who was the head of a department. Oh, uh, (laughs) that person isn't there anymore. (laughs) I think the department is still there, but not really like they had their moment. Yeah. Well, it was the, I mean, I don't mind saying this. It was the city of Columbus used to have a, a, a head. A, what are the heads of departments called? Uh, the city of Columbus had a head of the basically the business development. Okay. And they had a, a small business concierge. And so uh, I reached out to the person who became the new one, which that person, it really just seemed like they were trying to fulfill uh, what the previous person had done such a great oh, okay. job at. So that's my shout out to Ryan Schick for yeah. <laughs> filling that, filling that role really well the first time. Um, but yeah, it's been um, great. Met super interesting people. Um, yeah. And a lot of it's aspirational in terms of, Oh, I want to talk to that person or, Oh, it's super interesting to hear how this person works. Um, and, yeah, and some of it's selfish, actually. Some of it's, uh, I sit on a Columbus uh, commission that used to be associated with the city called the Create Columbus Commission, and it's a young professionals commission, and we're trying to establish our nonprofit status as the Columbus Podcast right. Festival needs to soon. Um, and so talking to like nonprofit leaders and basically like, how did you do that? You know, reaching out to the women's fund or other grant making organizations that I basically, I need help from. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it's a nice little back door. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's everybody from like, you know, a, uh, a, a dairy farmer, uh, the guy who runs Snowville Creamery. Oh, nice. To, I can't drink that chocolate milk, but it's great. I'm lactose intolerant. Okay. So you can't drink any chocolate milk. <laughs> no. Got it. But that's the one I want to drink the most. <laughs> hey, I've heard it's delicious. It's very good. Uh, to, hey, wouldn't it be great to get almost like a postmortem from Mike Coleman? Oh, yeah. Like those are the things right. sitting on my to on do. my queue. Okay. Uh, but I want to make sure that I've got my schedule down pretty good because asking a person like that yeah. and not releasing it two weeks later... Uh, I would not feel good about that. Yeah. So, uh, do you find yourself having to explain what a podcast is to a lot of these people? Are they are they in the know? The guests. Yeah. Sometimes the guests. I don't feel like I, because so, sometimes it's like a bureaucrat or something like that. Um, but for the most part, no. Okay. Um, I have just like I'm sure you have like a form letter that you send to people. Yep. Uh, I don't actually, I've heard of a lot of podcasters sort of prepping their people and being like, I'll tell them like, this is roughly what I want to talk about, but I don't, I don't give them the questions ahead of time. Right. 
Um, and it's not because I'm trying to surprise anybody. I just would much prefer authentic answers. Uh, more of a conversation rather than like right now I'm talking a whole lot yeah. more than uh, I think maybe some of your other guests do without like questions in between. You'd be surprised. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I just want it to be much more a conversation. Right. Uh, yeah. That's the goal. Less interview feel more, more relaxed environment. Like, yeah. 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 That's ideal. That's an ideal conversation to listen to. Like, if you come off like to radio, I guess. Right. Well, like, like literally throwing softballs up in the air and just right. letting them hit it out of the park. Yeah. Like the other thing is I try while it's Columbus based, like I get pitched a lot on events mm-hmm. and <laughs> part of it, part of this goes back to, well, I'm not going to commit that this is going to be out right. at, at any certain yeah. point. So this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but and having a background in public relations, I'm like, I'm not interested in promoting your event or your exhibition. I'm much more interested in learning about this. And the 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 timely pieces that I've done, I've been super conscious of um, making sure that it has at least some value two months later. Yeah. The, I think the best example is that of that is the city was trying to amend its uh charter and it which is basically the city's constitution it's the legal you know it's the 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 legal thing that uh that that governs the city and they were thinking about changing it and i so i sat down with the chair of the past charter review commission to talk about like hey what's the charter Hey, why is it that like this? Yeah. Hey, what makes Columbus different from other cities? I super encourage anybody to listen to it who actually lives in Columbus because it's super interesting to find out like we're super there. There's this huge focus on um, like how many council seats there are. This is why they were amending the yeah. charter. How many council seats? Whether they're um, geographically based, like a ward oh, type okay. system, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at its heart. In Columbus, we're the mayor is much stronger than council. Like the mayor controls a budget and like and controls almost all the departments. Yeah. And council is does a lot, but we it's a very strong mayor. Anyway, what what's interesting is the day before I recorded that interview, they actually tabled uh, the, their charter review commission at the time. And I was like, should I still do it? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. I should still do it. Like <laughs> this is, uh, important. And hopefully if anybody Googles it, it comes up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, super interesting to me. So how do you like, uh, with something like that? What would you, do you worry about like titling the episode or anything like that? Or is it just like the guest name, what they do? Or is it just... For me, it's almost always... And I don't know if this still the standard, but I'm sort of locked into it at this point is, is you know, the title is the number of the episode, yeah. colon, whatever the subject matter is. Um, you know, I listen to some, I listen to some podcasts and it's, you know, sometimes it's just ridiculous yeah. what people are saying, like... Uh, you know, just inventing some paradox that in the middle of a two and a half hour <laughs> episode, somebody like says, is that like so-and-so paradox? And it's like, yep. And they move right along. Yeah. It's not what the episode's <laughs> about at all. Uh, but sometimes people just like hearing, you know, two guys talk to each other. Right. But yeah, it's almost always 
you know, with the charter, it was Columbus City Charter. Okay. The, the yeah. title image was City Hall. Uh, or if oh, it's yeah, an artist. You, you do a title image for everything, I guess. I didn't even think about, like... I Well, because it goes up in a blog is yeah. the feed. Oh, okay. So that they Got can, ya. you know, so that they can see the show notes and stuff. Um, you know, name of an artist, subject matter, if it's something, something like Independence Day or an arts gallery. Right. Or uh, a developer, it'll be the name of the developer, not the name of the person from the developer yeah, that yeah. I'm talking to. Yeah. That's not, yeah, I don't, uh, what do other people do? I think it depends on the podcast. What like, are you going to name this? Uh, Confluence Cast. Okay. Presented by Columbus Underground. Nope. <laughs> no, probably just Columbus. Yeah. Uh, probably just Confluence Cast. What's so. funny is when I bought the URL, I don't, I've never told anyone All this. All right. So Exclusive. When I, so when I bought the URL, <laughs> I just typed in theconfluencecast.com, spun up the WordPress site, yeah. got all the plugins in there that I needed and launched the episodes. I never searched for confluencecast.com. <laughs> uh, so I'm now properly the confluencecast, okay. like the Ohio State University. <laughs> but if you go to confluencecast.com, it also it's reroutes. Redirect. It, it just reroutes back to... <laughs> I'm just paying an extra fourteen dollars a year. So you can sit on it. Somebody else might want to come along and yeah. By the way, we are on Patreon. If you oh nice, uh, are you on Patreon? I am not. I've I've thought about it, but that seems like a lot more upkeep to to do than so already doing four other podcasts. I think there's some expectation that, and you should, I guess, it's set up to be like, oh, you get exclusives and stuff like that. I'm not encouraging anyone to stop patronizing me on Patreon. But I don't really, I mean, I post it there so right. that those folks see it. Um, and I'll, I actually do release episodes, don't promote them, and wait for Columbus Underground to put them up on their site oh, okay. before I start promoting it. Yeah. And that's just, they've never even asked me to do it. I just want to be kind to them. Right. So, uh, so those folks, I guess, see it first. But I think I've gotten like $14 or something nice. over the course of last year. Nice. Pays so, for the pays for oh, the other sorry, URL. Right. I did I did just pay for my shitty URL. Zero netting or whatever. Net zero. Net zero. No loss. Uh, we I just talked about this on another podcast I did where it kind of changes the relationship. I think the moment you start kind of, I mean, if you're not like mentioning it all the time or like begging people for it, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, please give us money, and well, we'll try to like do special stuff for you, like. Uh, I I just yeah I feel like that's uh, I mention it at every podcast. Okay. Um, I don't. Do I link to it? I think I still link to it in like the footer of the Columbus Underground article that may get stripped out when it gets edited. <laughs> uh, but I don't like talk about special benefits because it's not like a. I think anybody that gets into this because they're like well, I'm funny or I, people want to listen to me or people don't want to listen to me in a bar, but they may want to listen to me. Uh, and I could make some money off of it is doing it for absolutely the wrong reason. Right. I mean, my, I got into that. So just short biography of how we got here. Yes. Uh, I grew up doing theater. Um, I was fine. Uh, <laughs> Reviews I was, were okay. Were fine. I mean, I you know I had some big roles for being a seventeen-year-old. Um, I'm on IMDb. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's like a cool like thing. You could, if I were single, I would put that on a dating <laughs> app. I guess 
when I was single, I didn't put it on a dating app. I discovered I wasn't like, I'm not going to be, you could just fuck around when you're 17. Right. But then like you go to college and I was, uh, I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to go to, or where I'm going to go to college and what I'm going to do. And I was like, I want to do theater, but I know I'm not that good. And like, I think I'm good looking, but I'm not like that good looking that I can just get away with being mediocre. Uh, so I, I started, uh, I had always been doing like stage management and directing theater, yeah. stuff like that. So I majored in theater design at Otterbein. They have a fantastic program for it. Um, it was a BFA program, dropped out, uh, <laughs> and was <laughs> like a, a left turn I didn't see coming. Right? Well, there. <laughs> it was just like the thing. If a serious person says, "Why didn't you finish that degree?" I say, uh, "I didn't want to look for a job." every six months of my life right. because that's what that kind of thing is, especially when you're, I mean, you're a technical person. Yeah. Like when you're, well, when you're a technical person working in theater and it's not like auditions, like it is truly exactly who, you know, Yeah. so you can get picked up for a tour. So you can get picked up for uh, a residency. And at that point I wasn't, um, you know, thinking about family really, but I didn't think that I wanted that to be my life Yeah. to like, you know, go and do uh regional theater and then go. And I was already, my mom lived in New York. And so I was in New York a lot, but I just didn't want, I wanted a home base. And frankly, I want, I knew at that point that I still wanted to be Columbus. So anyway, uh, I was doing uh some marketing and some sort of event hosting and then i and i was working at the door at a bar and we were looking for something to do on tuesday nights and the one of the other door guys said we should do trivia and it didn't exist in columbus at all hmm. uh this is uh documented <laughs> in uh uh one of my two covers of the columbus alive uh oh uh, look at you I, i've got everybody get well <laughs> So the first one was by virtue of working there. I was the oh, okay. I was the marketing director, uh, and literally the editor uh, came out to me and said, "All right, Tim, everybody gets one." And my first cover was me standing in a suit outside of a dumpster, uh, <laughs> dressed up as a, dressed up as a waiter holding a tray of garbage, uh, and it was an, uh, the feature story was about dumpster diving. Oh. Like it had nothing to do with me, um, and then. The second cover I was on for trivia. Oh, okay. Uh, I think the shitty headline was trivia explosion uh, because trivia was happening everywhere. But the, all this is to say that I am credited in that article by another nice. trivia host as being the OG of Columbus trivia. For those that don't know, OG means original gangster. Oh, G. <laughs> uh, so and so I did that for like eight years. Uh, hosted trivia and people were like like to the extent where i had a semi-professional job yeah and people were like why are you doing this and i was like honestly it gets like the acting and yeah. like stage performance bug out yeah uh along with that i started a, a, a staged event called with a with a group of guys called motive where i interviewed folks and so that got that bug out and then motive sort of um it did what exactly what it was supposed to do and it, it went away and uh, started doing that podcast. And I was like, this gets the bug out. Yeah. This is enough. So I do want to take this opportunity to say on uh, the 
on the recording, I haven't been interviewed uh, <laughs> before, other than like public relations right. or trivia stuff. Do you you still do the trivia then, or is that? So I still uh, I still own a company that hosts trivia nights. I don't okay. do it on a regular basis. I stopped doing it Father's Day three years ago, uh, very specifically because I was about to have. Uh, my daughter okay. Piper yeah. uh, and it just wasn't I was doing it like two and a half nights a week and that just wasn't cool right like it was like <laughs> I you know I wanted to be home with my daughter right so uh, and it's while it's fun and the money's fine it's not sort of worth it right to do it so I have a couple of hosts that work for me they're great. Bodega is now the longest running trivia night in Columbus. Um, and I'm proud of that. Where is it at? Bodega. Yeah. On Sunday nights. Oh, okay. Nice. Are you familiar with Bodega? I'm not. I'm not. Oh, it's I'm a not, bar in the okay, short yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm not like the bar crawling guy unless they got like a, sh- like a band's going to play there that I'm going to go to. That's Bodega the is short north. It's like the northernmost of the old short north. Oh, okay. About a block and a half south of Scully's. Uh, first bar in Columbus to be non-smoking. Oh. So it was non-smoking before even the Columbus smoking ban. Wow. So I'm that old. Did that make a lot of people mad at that point, probably? Uh, no, because it opened that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. it opened as like, which... It's an alternative for the people that didn't want to be around well, cigarettes. Well, no, but it was weird. I mean, in Columbus at that time, it was like every... It was just assumed oh, okay. um, that you could smoke. Hmm. And that was... Uh, my how far we've come yeah well and the country i mean you i there's still spots yeah there's still spot <laughs> can you still smoke an indie uh i think there georgia you definitely can i was down in georgia a couple weeks ago and it was cool i because i'm a smoker <laughs> and i i was like oh what it was like a novel right but also even the the shitty bars because it's not the norm everywhere all around the country even the shitty bars have like a casino HVAC system that's like just sucking all the smoke out. You must have been at a nice bar then. No, it was, a, it was oh, a okay. hole in the wall. That, that's what I was surprised by. Oh, that okay. it was like sucking it out. It wasn't like, I mean, when I worked the door, this was at the old Andy Man's Treehouse. Yeah. Uh, the owner didn't smoke, and he was also a bartender. He bartended like three nights a week. He would get sick every oh, really? quarter, and like, and bad, yeah. like, like, like. God, is Quinn okay? Uh, and after the smoking ban and after uh, he sold the bar, he was fine. Like, because not only did he have to get away from the smoke, he had to get away from the remnants of it. Uh, and he hasn't really been that sick hmm. since. So, smoking ban. Smoking That's ban. that chapter. Do you, yeah. put the, do you put it into chapters? I don't. Do you want me to, especially for you? Like, do you want no, me to do but, like, like a... Do people do that? I don't think so. Because it used to be when podcasts came out, there was like, you could, there was some software, I think Apple's uh, GarageBand, um, let you put in. There are like markers or whatever. There are you markers can, yeah. that you could also line up with images. Yeah. So that if you picked up like your iPod Touch, it would oh, yeah. have like an image. It's still in there. You can still do that? Yeah. What do you use to edit your podcast? Uh, I edit, I record in Reaper. Uh, and edit the interview in Reaper and then always just export that and normalize it in that and then put it into GarageBand. And then like go from like a WAV format down to an MP3 or? I 
export directly to MP3 from GarageBand. Um, like uh, Dragcast, which is Andrew Levitt slash Nina West podcast, he always sends me a wave format, and I have to... Shrink it down? Well, it's probably why I'm still yeah. paying Adobe money every month <laughs> so that I can have their... It's sweet. Their converter is great oh, okay. from like wave to MP3, so I don't have to like put it in GarageBand and worry that it's going to add whatever... I was doing the last time it had o- I had it open. Does that make sense? No, I mean I usually drop wave files into GarageBand, edit down, and then share it as a MP3. Or like when you go to share it to export, you can choose MP3 or. I literally with GarageBand, it's like a. There's got to be an analogy here, but every time I open it, it's literally just the same project. Delete the tracks from before. But it's got the levels that I like for my theme music. Yeah. I just add another theme music over top of right. it if my intro's longer. Um, and then I skim the whole thing to make sure there isn't like, if I interviewed a music- musician, I'll drop in a song. I just make sure that stuff isn't in there. So huh. that's how I do it. That's crazy. I mean, it's like, I think it's super similar to because I haven't talked to anybody that does it that way, but that's how I learned to do it. And right. so it's, I don't care. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, if it works not for any, you. And it's not any better than, I mean, there's some of the top-ranked podcasts out right. there are, you know, recorded in people's bedrooms. And right. by the way, thank you for joining me in my home. Yeah, not a problem. Now that I don't have a co-host anymore, it's a lot easier for me to just throw stuff in my backpack and go somewhere. <laughs> right, well, you don't, you only have one person to coordinate right. with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a like an at home studio too? Uh, no, that tote that I have at the podcast festival—that's uh-huh. just what I carry around. So like, I take that to okay. my work if I'm recording in my conference room at work. Okay, like or, at lunch or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or I'll take it um, to people's places. Like if there's more than three people. Okay. I generally just pull that out and then give it, hand everybody a mic and then. So you don't have a desk at home that has like a mic on a stand set up. Um, Your wife doesn't let you do that. I have a blue Yeti upstairs. Ooh. I never use it. I yeah, bought it. I have I one downstairs. <laughs> I like because it's the stuff that you buy when you're like when you're like starting. Yeah, and then you realize they're great microphones. Yeah. they are super, you know, solid right. quality. But if you don't have an external thing. You can't hear yourself, right? And you want to be able to, hear, want, especially when you're recording like an intro. Yeah, you want, I want to, to be check able to, my levels. I want to know that I'm, everything sounds fine. And right, you don't just want to look at a series of eight green lights or whatever right. it is. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is pretty much the mobile stuff. If I'm going to festivals or one-on-one stuff like that, then I just kind of bring this. Just some double A's in there. And that, yep. What is it? A Four zoom? double A's. A zoom. H6. It's nice. So, it's a nice carrying case, folks, too. Yeah, comes with it. Ah. Don't, don't got to pay extra for it. Yeah. So My Zoom didn't come. I use the handheld like it's basically last resort. Right. Like I use it if, oh, shit, I got to get this episode out today. Oh, I'll okay. use it for an intro. Yeah, yeah. But I try to actually keep in my bag, like, you know, those banker's bags? Yeah. Like those bags that you normally people keep wads of cash right. in. <laughs> I keep one in my bag, and it's just... A little Zoom mobile. Okay. Uh, like the H1 or? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And then a um, short XLR and a shitty condenser mic, yeah. just so that I can be ready to 
do it. I take my H4N that I have. I still have that, and I take that on the road with me. So in okay. case I'm, I do a lot of editing now when I'm traveling because it's like my only time to do it. It seems like. Are you recording a lot, like over Skype or mm, always in person? Always in person, generally. I did one over the phone interview, and it wasn't great, right? Um, it was fine. Okay, but it could have been better. It, I realized after it how I could have improved it. Right. But yeah, it's it it wasn't ideal. It's just hard to do when you when you're talking to somebody or trying to do an interview and you can't see their face. Right. It's very hard to like you don't want to step over. Well, them. it's like a conference line too, yeah. right? But yeah. thankfully, you can fix a lot of that stuff in post. Right. One podcast that like is one just super well produced and it's made by the New York Times, so like they've got you know <laughs> they got that money. They have some resources available to them, but they also do now that they've sort of gotten into their swing of things, cause it's only like six months old or yeah. eight months old or something. They've gotten really good at sort of adding in like when they call people. Oh, okay. So like hear the phone ringing, you hear an assistant pick up or if they've got a, if they're calling a, a reporter, they'll be like calling a hotel and then asking for someone. Yeah, yeah. And that, and like even to the point where the reporter will be like, Hey, hold on, I'm going to put on hands free. And then they go to hands free and they're like, Hey, remember this is an audio recording. That's not a good idea. <laughs> uh, and it's just really, um, people love seeing sort of the, it's one thing I want to start doing more if I wasn't in such a rush right. is sort of adding in, when people listen to my podcast, there are there's normally three minutes of audio uh, before they ever start hearing it. Yeah. Um, do you have like a you don't set levels really because this thing is so good that it's um, just sort I mean of, I'm I'm making sure and you can set at levels in post too a little bit yeah a little bit but like this has got individual knobs that I can tune the gain to okay if you're like like uh, Jake the old co-host was like a lot louder and boomier in his normal voice. So I had to like set his a little bit lower, but that the mixer that I use as well, the Behringer mixer also has different individual levels that I play around with. Some people are a little like light talkers. Right. So you got to make sure that you turn them way up (laughs) Yeah. or that they're swallowing their microphone. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, so yeah, like literally I have, uh, well there's, I, I think I'm at roughly 60 episodes now. There's 60 people that I've said, uh, hey, just so I can set levels, can you tell me what you had for breakfast this morning? Right. And someday, maybe once I get to 100 episodes, I will literally just release what everyone had for breakfast <laughs> that morning. You still record it and group them together? and. Uh, yeah, well, I'll just, I mean, I have all the okay. raw files, yeah. so I'll just, you know. Go back through and edit them all. And it's super easy to edit, right? Because it's the beginning yeah. of all of it. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Fun fact, you're my 100th episode <laughs> for the Sounds hey! of Busted. Hey! <laughs> well, that's an honor. Yeah. Thanks. My, my, yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank that's you. a big deal. Yeah, I know. Uh, I did it with <laughs> <Yeah>. another... <laughs> I did, well, I did it with another podcast a few weeks ago with my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Okay. And uh, I deleted episodes 99 and 100, so it was... <laughs> Like accidentally? Yeah. It was, I was trying to... How do you still do that? You're a veteran. I was uh, sick, so it was like a perfect storm of me happening to record... I had just been to a concert the night before, and I was going to a work pick. There was like a, a whole storm of things happening, of just things and happening, you were sick. and I was worried that I didn't have enough space because I still had all the podcast festival files on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we normally like bulk record for like four hours. Oh, you do? Yeah. So it was one of the things like I don't want to run out in the middle. I have two sixty-four gigabyte SD cards, what do you ta- and I apologize for Sorry. not knowing. What do you talk about in your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast? Um. 
we review episodes of the old cartoon show. The so like, one. yeah, we With do like a rap. April O'Neil. Hot April O'Neil. <laughs> yeah. We talk about her. Uh, the very first episode, my brother-in-law was like, I didn't realize like how hot she was. <laughs> it was like, because well, you didn't think you about didn't it. Know you haven't about seen it, then. it yeah. since then. Right. Uh, uh, but those are only like half an hour long, but this was like the, um, so do you live b- talk through it? No, 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 no. We do like a post thing. I can't. So you talk about the plot. Yeah. You talk how dumb about it was and See, how I much I ruined to, my childhood. I don't listen. So <laughs> I, you know, I have my, my blog feed or whatever. Yeah. And there's one on there that's uh, going through every episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. I've never listened to it. I just I'm like, is that interesting? There's a couple that do that now. There's an Australian one called. Well, and there's one that's still going on, I think, or maybe it's recently finished yeah. for The West Wing. Oh wow! Which I'm probably on my twelve. <laughs> like wow. rewatch. Like I'll just watch it at lunch. Right. I'm like, oh Josh. <laughs> like I. Uh, yeah, it's like that and Back to the Future. Are like the things that I nerd out about. I watch Back to the Future trilogy at least once a year. So, yeah. So, yeah. oh, I haven't been able to say this anywhere. <laughs> uh, I convinced, so my daughter is pretty like, I'll play her a new song and she will not want to hear it. Even right. if it's a song she'll like, I'll have to like listen to her scream, <laughs> uh, which is a function of frankly poor parenting on my part <laughs> leading up to that point of not, of not sort of setting an expectation. Hey, you can't listen to whatever you want. <laughs> Um, but based on like the, the back to the future toys that I have around the house that she'll be like, what's that? Cause of course you can't play with them. They're collectors. Not items. Touch that stuff. Uh, those are daddy's toys, <laughs> uh, which brings up a whole another weird <laughs> set of things you have to tell your children. Uh, she was, got super excited about the idea of back to the future and then watched it and loved it Yeah, to the point now where, yeah, she still asked first princess show which is not that bad uh in terms of like morals it teaches like frozen don't even get me started about <laughs> how that's a convoluted if you don't watch all of the way to the end right it's like love from a man <laughs> is the only thing that's ever going to make you happy it's only going to tame the wild heart of a woman well and somehow if you have a cold heart you're more sexualized yeah that's ugh. yeah anyway <laughs> Uh, she watched Back to the Future and loved it to the point where now she, I'm like, she's like, I want to watch Back to the Ucher, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, which one? Nice. And she's like, not the one with the cowboys, or like sometimes she wants underrated, the, but so I get it. I think it's good. <laughs> I do too. It wraps it up really well. We heard enough from Marty in the first two. Let's get Doc's perspective on some right. stuff. <laughs> yeah, Doc's allowed to love too. <laughs> right. I'm, I imagine I'll love that film much more in my in my waning years. Yeah. Uh, shot in the back over the matter of eighty dollars. <laughs> uh, wait, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? I have about? a Lego DeLorean on my toolbox. You do? Yeah, yeah I, do. I have the Lego yeah. DeLorean too. Do you think it's weird that they issued, uh, and maybe all Lego things do, uh, issued it in French as like? I think yeah. The I box think... is English and French, and yeah. I just never bought anything that was. I don't buy a lot of Legos. I, uh, I buy a lot of Back I to think the Future it, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think it it bounces back and forth between Spanish and French. Okay. I think they're going for like, it's probably something to do with like. I feel like I bought the Canadian. Oh, like the yeah, the Quebec the version. The Quebec version, yeah. where it's legally have, required that right. everything is have in English. French just right underneath it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we were talking about podcasting and stuff. I think. <laughs> that's that's about where we were. Uh, tell me about your intro music. 
Because uh, I love it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend who is... Uh, he had, comp- had when I was starting the podcast, had uh, composed some music for a video game. Okay, sweet. Um, what game? I'm sorry, that's actually not true. Okay. He created a video game for music that a friend of his had done. Hmm. Um, and I was super excited about just the idea of that. Um, I, you know, background in theater, but I also used to work at the Wexner Center, and I actually really like conceptual stuff like that that can only be, ex- at a time, feels very personal because it's not like you and 20 people looking at a big piece of art right? or you and 200 people watching a play where it's like a super visceral personal experience um so we were talking about that and he was talking about how he really wanted to get into that sort of thing and uh i basically was like i'll give you a nominal amount of money for (laughs) you to write this theme music but here's what i want it to be you were ready for the inspiration Mm -hmm. please cut in my theme music at some point i was gonna use the bumpers but i'll also do it here if you like okay so just like just just the beginning right now so the literally all the all i gave him for that was hey do you know the night court theme song (laughs) cool can you make it a little more fun and i really like the slap bass in the second iteration of Law and Order. <laughs> and that's what it was. So it's got that bow out. It's pretty good. That's that's where I was like, give me Night Court and Law and Order. But like not the modern Law and Order, but right. like the slap bass. One. It's like if if um the first half of Law and Order was the law port the law part, and then the back half, the order part, just turned into a night court episode. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it starts kind of like Oh, this yeah. is impactful. And then it's like, bang, bang, yeah, yeah. Bang, bang. <laughs> like it sounds like a children's instrument. It, yeah, that would, I would love to see that skit on like Saturday Night Live where it's just like <laughs> the first half is like really hardcore detectives, really gruesome murder or sex crime or and something like that. And then at the half hour mark, <laughs> it's just a comedic courtroom. Bull and the right. rest of the gang. Like. Bull, bull walks in, calls order. <laughs> And then, but you still get the twist at the 45 minute right. mark where it's like they've been making it's like jokes, jokes, jokes. And then all of a sudden it's like the mother was raping the daughter. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. How's Harry gonna, How's Harry <laughs> gonna get out of this one? Interpret that. Make a sexist joke. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly how it would play out gotta see this that's that's wonderful uh, i love a good like conceptual mashup <laughs> right like what if back to the future were a horror film or because i'm because i'm that much of a fan that like people see something and then share right. it like on my facebook wall or something and they're like you gotta see it. so i see all the iterations of all that stuff have you thought about in back to the future three that at one point there are four deloreans in the same time zone so there are same point in time yeah uh there are various graphical so i have we're actually sitting by one of them this is a local artist okay, that nice. did this this is uh 
Um, uh, it's called We're Going Back. I think Cody Smith is his name. Nice. Uh, so this is one of three prints that were made of this piece. So this was featured. That Then this was mass produced and sold by like BTTF.com yeah. or something. Um, so I w- don't break into my home. Uh, <laughs> so I have various like pieces. Yeah. There's actually a set piece from Back to the Future 2 upstairs. Mm-hmm. It's from the 80s diner. Okay. Uh, you can't see it in the movie though. <laughs> but you can tell it's the same thing right. because of the the color scheme or whatever. My friend was a tour guide at Universal. Nice. Um, so I'm that much of a fan. Uh, I have seen graphical representations of the timeline. I have not studied them very much. I'm gonna admit some. Like I can talk to you about like why Crispin Glover was fired and yeah, like yeah. that's uh, a crazy story as well. <laughs> well, it's not it, the lawsuit is what's right interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's not that crazy. He's fucking crazy. Well, yeah. The, the I fact respect that he wanted... him very much. Like, that Rats movie is fucking great. Uh, <laughs> the fact that he wanted as much Marty as, like, or as much money as Marty. Right. Like, because he's like, I'm also one of the stars. Like, not really, bud. Not You're kind really. of like. A... <laughs> well, what's interesting is they. So they replaced. After the. So for, and I'll get to your answer yeah. here in a second. But they replaced uh, 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 Jennifer and. Crispin Glover's yeah. character, the dad, in the second film. They made no qualms. They just reshot the end of the first mm-hmm. movie for the beginning of the second one. Didn't make any qualms about the fact that it was Elizabeth Shue now. Right. Uh, but I believe that Crispin Glover had the... Like, they just made up some no-name actor, hung him upside down. <laughs> dressed him to look like Crispin Glover. Dressed him to look exactly yeah. like Crispin Glover. And probably with some amount of prosthetics. Like, yeah, yeah that's... Yeah, I never I thought know, about that. Why I don't know I have done what his that? contract said, but there's some amount of intellectual property there. Yeah, that people are like, "Oh, it's great, Crispin Glover's still in it." Well, it's when they like, like when they license like video game movies or movies from video game, or right. you know what I mean. Like they have to also then contract the star of that movie to be in the game. You know what I mean? Like that face, like the Mission Impossible video games do not have Tom Cruise's likeness in them. Because it's just one of those things like the likeness rights, I think is actually what it's called. So, oh, what you're saying is they could, without paying Tom Cruise, right. they couldn't put a Tom Cruise face, even if it was like somebody impersonating right. his voice or they something get, similar. They can get the IP for the movie or for the game rights from the movie, but they also have to then get the likeness rights of the actors that they want to have in it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Given he, that, yeah. Crispin Glover had a case. Right. Absolutely. Oh, very much so. I just thought he was nuts for like. So when is I'm going to admit this? Yeah. When are there four DeLoreans? This is in two. This is in. This got to be in two. The end of two to three, like in between, and okay. it, where Marty goes back to 1955 to then fix the alternate timeline. So I've been watching Piper. My daughter has mm-hmm. been watching. I just realized that's the first time I've said her name in an interview. <laughs> uh, don't be creepy. Um, I think it was the second time you oh, talked about okay. her. The so this is when Marty basically says to Doc, "What about Jennifer? What about Doc?" Yeah. And Doc says, "Well, if we succeed, then they'll the, just be they'll automatically right transported." Timelines. Which, by the way, that's bullshit. They're very much bullshit. Uh, They're lost in that timeline. <laughs> uh, they will. They will then be infinitely stuck in that timeline because it's the the worst timeline. Right. Like we're in now. <laughs> um, it just took us so thirty-one and then, years. And then Doc basically says something to the effect of we have to succeed. Right. And so then they go back. So they go back to 1955. 
There are not four DeLoreans because <laughs> 2000 shit. There are. Hold on. Can I walk you through it? Walk me through it. So you have original Back to the Future DeLorean. Oh, wait, they are because Marty's in the back seat of the fucking Cadillac yep. or whatever it is when 2015 Biff yep. is there talking yep. to 1955 Biff. So, so, so that's three DeLoreans right there. Because he's there from the first movie, right? So where's the fourth DeLorean? Hidden, buried in the in the ah! mines. <laughs> buried at the drive-in movie theater. Yeah, buried in the mines. Four no DeLoreans. Oh yep. shit! There's enough DeLoreans that they could. I know they would have like like ruptured the timeline if he would have taken off of this DeLorean to you know what I mean? Rob Peter to pay Paul with this DeLorean. Of the, all the DeLoreans that were in that, you know what I mean? If you were like, okay, Meaning we need a fuel line. So if there was a fourth one, because there's been rumors about a fourth one. I don't know. I don't I know. But there were also like rumors that there was going to be a staged musical. Oh, right. Uh, this was in like 2013, maybe, that yeah. that was going on. They, uh, that would be a great, like, you do like a switcheroo and like, you fuck up the space-time continuum and <laughs> yeah. you don't get it back in time. Right. Because don't they actually steal... Because old bit, 2015 Biff, steals the DeLorean yep. into... Goes back to 55. Returns it to good, quote-unquote, good 2015 right. while Doc and Marty are still there. Right. So it doesn't make sense that he was able to. Oh, he but he have, skipped it. He yeah. skipped it. So it does. But what doesn't make sense is that he was eight. If his plan worked, he would wow, have ended this up. Movie is yeah, bullshit. It's full of flaws. Sorry. <laughs> I just. I've always just. Uh, well, he also gets out of that when he returns it. He also gets out of it and dies. Right, and the head. Yeah, because he like disappears. Because oh, yeah, he's not even supposed really to be in that. He's not that. supposed to be in that timeline. He just dies. He die, You see him like struggle as he gets out of the car. Oh, and that's like, why yeah. I, I I never I fucking yeah. hate Biff, and yeah. so I don't, yeah, you don't pay worry attention about to that aspect right. of it. But he didn't like. It's not hard to make someone disappear. No, but also <laughs> that's very similar to the first film when he's trying to play right, and he starts with, to dis- uh, yeah. Marvin Barry, uh, and he starts like not being able to play the guitar, but then he holds it. It would have been a cool. Thing, and it's probably on the cutting room floor. It would have been a cool thing to see like Biff hold up his hand and it starts like disappearing in right. that shitty movie effect way. Right. <laughs> um, do you know they recorded like a, like a, almost like it's not like a blooper reel, but like bad shit that like at one point they go back to the Jurassic era. Oh, really? Yeah, they record, they filmed it, but they didn't want to pay to finish it. Was this when uh, Eric What's His Balls was in the? No, 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 no. Oh, Eric, okay. So Eric Stoltz was yeah. the original. Mar- excuse me, he wasn't the original Marty. He was the original one hired. They always wanted Michael J. Fox. Yeah, uh, they just couldn't work it out with family ties. Yep. I love where this has gone yeah. at this point. <laughs> um, but conversation no it was i think it was because they filmed two and three at the same time yeah. um and because they wanted to make sure one was successful and i think it's in the very back of like the film book so i got to assume it was filmed concurrently with three and two basically so interesting yeah i didn't know that but that's pretty cool 
What other podcast questions do you have? Uh, do you have any other ideas for other podcasts? Well, I guess I could do a Back to the Future one. Um, <laughs> I'll produce it. Do you want to do one together? <laughs> yeah, but how, I mean, what do you? Is that just a mini series, though? I mean, fuck. I could. I mean, there are. I've. You know those stupid cube th- bookcases from IKEA. Yeah, I have an entire square of like Back to Back the Future, the future like. There's the cartoon series. There's the the comic book. Actually, it's a graphic yeah. novel that came out with alternate stories that Bob Gale, who's the yeah. one of the original writers, is really good. Which actually really addresses a lot of modern day ideas hmm. of like why is an old man hanging out with a teenage <laughs> boy? Uh, <laughs> important question. Right. Totally valid question. Yeah. yeah I do that but how do i do it like i do like four hours could you that's an interesting question because i always minor when you listen to it you're listening to right. essentially real time one interview i'm not like blocking there's um there's i mean there's different ways you could go about it you could bring on guests that you know haven't you could talk about like time travel for the most part with every guest get their thoughts on it you could do there's a star- i love varying theories of time travel there's, too i don't i'm obsessed with it so would you do like a season then yeah, yeah, you could do it seasonal, or you know. Season- How do you feel about that? People that like issue a whole bunch of episodes all at the no. same time, like Netflix does. Um, I mean, people want to binge anyways. If they like the content, they want to have more than like one episode at I've a time. I've never to done do any it. podcast that's different from this format, right? So, fuck yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Because oh, well, there's other uh, like Star Wars podcast. I mean, Jesus, there's like so many Star Wars podcasts out there. Well, duh. But like, I mean, let's talk about the. But there's one demographic that, of people that that's true. They're like <laughs> pays a couple hundred dollars for audio equipment. Looking at your really nice Zoom right now, <laughs> uh, and you know wants to sit around. Maybe there's a beer. Maybe right. there's not. It could be a once a month thing, and then I, I like root beer. Uh, it could be a once a month thing, and then but there's. You could do it. Um, there's a Star Wars podcast called Star Wars Minute, where they watch a minute of the film oh. and dissect it. Is that worth it? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying so it's we like have the options. Most listen to episode <laughs> like the first appearance of Jar Jar Binks, right. or that what's the little furry thing that Stan was? Is that the thing oh, that just no, got um, introduced? Oh, uh, Porgs. Porgs. Yeah, like the first time a porg shows right. up. I know a guy in, and I got to talk to him about the uh, podcast festival because he gets like a lot of downloads for his podcast. But we he's, should have him. He's an Australian comedian who moved to LA. He um, should come back. Yeah, we'll buy his flight. He was yeah. He was in, got all that sweet sponsor money. He now. was here for the wedding that I performed last year. Um, but he was talking about um, like all the guests that he has on, and he talks about like they do like reveal trailer episodes. So it's just like, hey, there's a new trailer out. We're gonna talk about it. You know what I mean? Like there's. And so, like, the board and shit, right. like, like, all yeah. the stuff that you yeah. wouldn't see. He's also friends with somebody at Entertainment Weekly, so he gets, like, a lot of good guests. Those <laughs> trailers are always better than, like, I like Star Wars, yeah. but every time I watch one, I'm like, ah, I was duped into watching this, <laughs> this fucking trope again. He had a... Guy's got to go and do something good, and it's got to, <laughs> and we're going to get, you know, stopped at every turn, but somehow we're going to make yeah. it through. He had Ben Mendelsohn on, the guy that's in, he's in Rogue One. He's also in um, Bloodline on it on oh, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's the older brother on that. So yeah, like he's he gets guests. So that's it's just, awesome. I got to talk to him about. Well, can he get a guest here though? I'm sure he could. So, <laughs> and his podcast is on Star Wars. Yep. Okay, I'm done shit talking Star Wars yeah. podcast. 
please but come yes, to we the do. Columbus Podcast Festival. Uh, do I have any more as we're wrapping up? Um, do you have any like future plans for the show? Anything special? Um, again, just sort of getting back into, uh, you know, I'm committed to myself, obviously. I was going to mention earlier when you saying like, oh, I deleted two episodes because that whole story sounded like you are doing really well holding yourself accountable to like get this shit out. Yeah. Uh, frankly, uh, I'll make a commitment to your listeners to be, (laughs) you know, more accountable. Right. Uh, but also sort of striving a little bit harder to, um, not just, I'll go ahead and we're deep enough in, just don't put it in the show notes. You know, GCAC is a sponsor of my podcast. And so they sort of, uh, they don't dictate, but one episode, the one episode I got to get out every month is one of their featured artists and they're great interviews. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of stories to be told about, uh, the neighborhoods of Columbus, um, about, you know, a deeper dive into some of the, the political things that are happening, you know, conversations surrounding the powers that be that everybody talks about, but they don't really know. Um, and a lot of, you know, conversations about tax abatements and, you know, is, city council you know messing things up i don't really think so i think that you know the school board has a whole lot of accountability there (laughs) um i think there i want to do better of i want to do a better job of actually contributing to the discourse rather than first of all fulfilling my sponsor responsibility but also uh not just having the cool kids on um and bringing the audience to bear uh, to have those discussions. So do you consider yourself like a journalist in that aspect or I do to an extent, but I, um, cause it's, again, it's interview based. It's right. not me like, Hey, yeah. what do you think about right. star Wars? It's, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Which, there's, nothing wrong with, which, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a, a lot of value in that. I do consider my, a, myself a journalist in, in so far as a, uh, somebody who hosts a half hour on CNN every Saturday. Does. Yeah, yeah. Like they kind of know what they're going to hear. I know what I'm going to hear. I'm not very surprised. I'm super excited when news breaks right. on my podcast, but uh, it's going to be hell or high water before somebody cites the Confluence cast as where news broke. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would love for, if you want to break news, come on the con- Confluence cast. Right. I'll make a, you know, but I also have to edit it within two weeks right. to get it out. Also, I'm super <laughs> anal about editing. Oh, are you? Like, I edit it to the extent that an NPR interview is edited. Like, us are out. Extended, really? Extended pauses that don't lend any weight. Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't lend any weight to the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'll cut them out. Because I want to, first of all, I want to sound smart. And two, you want your guests to sound good. I want my guests to sound smart and yeah. good as well, so that frankly, they share it and they're right. proud of it. Because um, that you know, some of this is about ego as well. I get it. But yeah, it's to an extent a journalist. Yeah. Do you feel like I don't know? I used to do that in the beginning with editing podcasts, where I was like super paranoid about you know watching the <laughs> watching the file. And you just see those gaps in between. I'm like, got to get rid of that. Got to get rid of that. 
I feel like the well, m- you live listen to it when you edit it, yeah. right? Yeah. But I feel like the more I touch it, it's the same thing with like when we build machines. The more like separate connections we have for like wires, the more problems there are for something to come up. More yeah. troubleshooting there is. So the more edits I do, the more cuts I'm doing. There's a bigger chance for it to sound. You notice a bad edit. You never. Yeah. You never notice a good edit. You know what I mean? I mean like it's I one of those. Always. I am all. I always clip it it's set not by default i have to set it every time i edit but it's set to um uh ripple edit okay all tracks yeah um so it's just basically the part i cut the other parts come together around it um and i always listen to it again and sometimes you know i fuck up i cut myself off or cut somebody else off but it's also a graphic interface and I mean, if somebody wants to give me feedback and say that I'm over editing it, it sounds like beep, I'm in a t- <laughs> no. Like if it sounds like that, tell me. But I don't think it does from okay. what I've listened to. Uh, but I actually haven't had that experience. You should use uh, Reaper. Yeah, I think I'm a, I I want to dabble in it. That's the only. It's, it's super easy. I mean, I've paid for the premium. It's not a premium version. It's like sixty bucks or something like that. Yeah, but it's not renewing, and like I literally just feel like, oh, I've been using it for this long. I should right. pay for what I'm using, and also I don't have to wait ten seconds every time I open it, right? For to say still evaluating. <laughs> I uh, I've been using GarageBand 6.0 since I started. I got that MacBook. It came yeah. with GarageBand 10 or whatever. Yeah, I put 6.0 back on it. Can you do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. can I just get that in the App Store? Uh, I had to copy 6.0 from my old MacBook onto so a hard drive. My yeah. old MacBook still? Yeah. He's looking at my new MacBook. Yeah. Uh, my we have the same old MacBook. MacBook, I edit with that one, or yeah. rather I do my final mix down in that one because yeah. it has the old GarageBand. Yeah, and it has that compression file. And it has yes. It's so good. The new one doesn't have it. So yeah, you can. So what because I did, it wants you to buy whatever that's called. Final Cut. Or not Final Cut. The whatever, audio, whatever their the, audio, the audio equivalent of yeah. Final Cut. Yeah. So I have a, like a network drive at home. Mm-hmm. I just dropped it in the network thing. It copied all of that GarageBand version over to my network folder. And then on the new MacBook, I just dragged that and put it in my Basically apps. Basically copied it to your apps. Yep. I'll do that. Yeah. So cool. makes compression a little easier. Uh, last question. Yeah. Favorite moment uh, from podcasting? Uh... I was going to say earlier that some of the worst podcasts are the ones where like people just go on and on about whatever they're promoting and I hate it. Um, I was, I've been, I'm just going to say like the type of episode Mm -hmm. um, is the ones that uh, I get feedback on where it's something that I gave a shit about too. Um, I launched both, uh, both the 614 forecast and Confluence cast with a roundup of candidates for office. And that's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Coordinating all the interviews, letting every, and it's a lot of, I was talking about the worst episodes are the ones where people just go on and on, talk about a politician. <laughs> and then also sort of boiling it down and giving everybody equal time. Yeah. And without giving, I'm not going to, say to them hey this is what i boiled our 45 minute talk right. down to five minutes and this is what i think is important what right. he said uh you know i do put the full interview online as well um but it's doing the stuff that like matters to people and like actually that i get feedback on like that's feels good feels good nice so yeah cool 
Uh, any other plugs? Where can people find it or, uh, or find con- you? Theconfluencecast.com, timfulton.com, columbusunderground.com. You don't, there's nothing on timfulton.com. <laughs> I mean, I own it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a Back to the Future fan site. <laughs> no, it's just my LinkedIn bio phrased <laughs> differently. Uh, but yeah, just theconfluencecast.com and uh, this is the plug for uh, Columbus Podcast Festival as well. 2019, baby. 2019. All in. Signing contracts. Woo. Getting it. All right. Well, thank you for being on. I had a pleasure. Oh, this was great. Can't wait till we do our Back to the Future podcast. Fuck yeah. Nice. Thank you for listening to the Confluence cast presented by Columbus Underground. Quick side note, uh, Billy and I did end up starting a pop culture time travel podcast after we recorded our interview. You can hear that at outtim.com. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends, family, contacts, enemies, your favorite podcaster. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week.